0: hello and welcome to the second episode of stand up in marvel i'm your host michael tracy and joining me is my cousin colin tracy how you doing today colin i'm doing great how you doing mike thanks for asking i'm doing fantastic i am a little little sleepy from the holiday weekend uh but i'm still full my mom made incredible food and It was a great time to rest and spend time with the family. How about you? Uh, Had a very chaotic (laughs) Christmas, a lot of uh, little kids running around the
1: house, but it was a lot of fun.
0: Good. That's what I like to hear. So before Christmas break, we have the finale of Hawkeye. And for this episode, we will be discussing and breaking down the events that went on during the finale. It was definitely a packed finale. Um, I'll go as far as saying is it's probably my favorite finale of the Disney plus shows of 2021, uh, but I won't go further than that. Colin, what did you think about it? Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I don't
1: know. Honestly, it's been a little bit. I need to, Little bit of a refresher, but um I'll talk about it more once we get into the episode.
0: Sure. So the episode starts off fairly strong. We get our first scene, live action scene, not just a still image like the cliffhanger we got in the previous episode. We get a full-on scene with I'm probably gonna butcher his last name, Vincent Diffronos, Diffranos uh Kingpin that That's we really- know for. Defroyo, I'm not even gonna try it again. Uh, that we try from or that we uh, have had from the Daredevil series on Netflix. And uh, it has also been confirmed by the actor since the finale that this is the same kingpin from Daredevil, meaning that Disney has officially canonized what we think is all of the Netflix shows, but at so far, uh, 100% Daredevil. Yeah.
1: I haven't seen references to anything else, but yeah, I mean, like you said, the other Netflix shows, we've got Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, um, Punisher, uh, Defenders, and who am I forgetting? The most forgettable of the group, uh, Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> so that show got a lot of, uh, backlash. Uh, a lot of people did not like it. I've seen people making fun of that show a lot, so... So who knows uh, if they'll all be canon or not, but, but yeah, like you said, Daredevil for sure is now canon. And that was uh, supported by uh Spider-Man of course uh, with Charlie Cox's uh, uh, Matt Murdock making an appearance as uh Spider-Man's lawyer. So,
0: yep. So they're, they're kind of setting up the stage for us and getting us ready for these characters. And this finale was definitely served uh to bring forth Kingpin for us. And, uh, I thought the performance in the beginning was really strong. Uh, basically Kate Bishop's mom proves that she's been in the background manipulating a few things and she kind of stands up to him, which is really brave for anyone with that matter. Um, but it also gave the platform for Vincent to give us a really intimidating, uh, uh, portrayal of Kingpin that we've always known from Daredevil, you know, he had the eye twitch, he started sweating, like just he, he, he has that intensity in every scene that he's in. And um, I felt it again, as I did during Daredevil. So I feel like in the first scene with Kingpin, Vincent did a good job at least bringing me back to the Kingpin I knew from the Daredevil series. Like I still felt this intensity, I still felt this like tension. And he spoke and how he carried himself and um i think he did a good job kind of bringing the audience back to that feeling again in the first scene with kate bishop's mother yeah
1: um for me i was never a huge fan of uh vincent's portraying kingpin i mean there were definitely moments but just like the way he talks and his demeanor i've just never really felt like uh, he's been all that like intimidating or i don't know powerful just in the way he carries himself and the way he talks and all that, um, because like, uh, you know, there are flashbacks to when he was a kid and he's, you know, there's like this frightened little kid that's, uh, you know, being abused by his dad and all that, and uh, that's honestly kind of like the the vibe that I get from him all the time that he's like scared, um. So I, I don't know, maybe that's <laughs> me reading into it too much. I don't, I don't really know, but honestly, my preferred portrayal of kingpin and i know most people don't like to acknowledge the existence of this but uh, the uh, uh the original daredevil movie <laughs> with finn like is that that you... kingpin he had a very powerful speaking voice and he just he was just really intimidating and he's also just the the guy who played him i can't even remember his name um but he was just a, a very large person in real life so um you know so it just it just worked so well for the role of kingpin i i prefer him over um donna personally but i don't have a problem with donna i just um yeah i don't know that's at least my opinion <laughs> maybe not a popular opinion but
0: no that's that's valid i also enjoyed i believe his name was michael clark duncan right i'm pretty sure michael clark duncan and i know he passed away so rest in peace that was probably my favorite aspect of that original Daredevil movie, so I agree with you. I think that he carried the character and the intimidation level much higher, um, but also I mean, you're, you're right. That's that's who it was. Okay, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, rest in peace. And yeah, you know, he was he was a great actor, and his demeanor, and he was a very very large man. Um, where I feel. Like Vincent's portrayal and the direction they're they're taking Kingpin and and now the MCU is very I don't want to say realistic but more and not generic but more human than super powered right yes he has his moments where he has this like super strength I mean we see in the finale he can take a lot but he's very humanized in Daredevil and I feel like they're kind of continuing that path again they're going to continue that path as well like he's more of I look at him more as the criminal boss of the underworld of New York more as this legendary opposition against Spider-Man and the other villain or the other heroes of New York like right now where the character's at I just look him as this I look at him more as this really intense gangster than this criminal mastermind enterprise that he is like fisk whatever it's called in the uh, fisk enterprise or whatever it's called in other marvel related content you know i feel like he's just kind of downplayed right now but that's my opinion
1: sure um so yeah uh we got kingpin now um yep so i i don't know uh, the episode as a whole like it was it was fine um like, I, I enjoyed it. I was honestly hoping to get more from the episode. There were some uh, cameos that I was hoping to get. And, uh, you know, it was just finishing off the series. Um, and, you know, there's a big epic battle with uh, Kate Bishop and uh, Clint and, um, and the entirety of the uh, uh, tracksuit mafia, which was <laughs> very entertaining just seeing them flooding in and just getting completely wrecked with all the different special arrows. So that was, that was a very entertaining scene. Um, but I was hoping for more cameos, uh, especially with the timing of this episode compared to um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so I was predicting going into this that Spider-Man or Daredevil were going to make an appearance and that maybe that was why um, Daredevil never actually put on his costume in uh, Spider-Man no Way, Home, no Way Home. And I just thought because this was the week after um, the Spider-Man premiere and because of the way the spider-man uh or no way home ended uh with spider-man swinging
0: through um uh, sorry what's what's the area so what so looked like rockefeller center yeah, where they fought rockefeller center. and hawkeye so i'm i'm with you i thought the same thing i i, I yeah. really think it was a missed opportunity
1: yeah and maybe i uh, i maybe i was giving them too much uh credit <laughs> with uh uh, timing the releases of everything so that uh, so that the um, uh, reveals would happen, um, you know, in in a very appropriate timing. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you know the the uh, the time that the uh, that Spider Man took place versus the Hawkeye series, it makes sense that uh, he wasn't there because um, Spider Man uh a year before Hawkeye, roughly. Um, so, you know, just because he was in Rockefeller Plaza, doesn't necessarily mean that he was going to be in um, in Hawkeye. But I was still hopeful, and I was a little disappointed that neither he or Daredevil made an appearance. So, um, you know, big things like that is kind of what I was looking forward to in this finale. Um, it was pretty obvious Kingpin was going to be in it because of the uh, episode five reveal at the end showing the picture of Donna Frio talking to Kate Bishop's mom. Um, so, you know, uh, I got what I expected, but not what I hoped for. So um, it was a good finale. I loved all the action and all the special arrows that they threw into
0: it. Um, but I-, I wanted more. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I-, I also think that there were a lot of missed opportunities. When I look back now, I I guess I understand it, but it also kind of takes out of the realism, not of the realism of our reality, the realism of the MCU reality, where okay, no one knows Spider-Man right now, no one knows Peter Parker. It's Christmas, he's definitely gonna be alone. So wouldn't he have some sort of like spider sense notifying him that within a mile or let's just say a couple miles from where he's living? that something's happening like they brought down the entire rockefeller tree i mean (laughs) you know he daredevil i get it maybe he was foggy maybe he was with karen maybe he was doing something for christmas maybe he was out of town Uh, daredevil has a similar similar uh power though with his like
1: basically super hearing i mean you see it all the time in the daredevil series where he like sits on top of a building and he just listens for um for stuff that's going down so yeah with with the uh duration of this episode is like a full week long and all the explosions and everything like he would have heard something so he's got to be out of town or something or maybe he hung up his cape and decided to not be daredevil anymore um i don't honestly remember how the series ended so you'd have to tell me but with spider-man maybe they added the uh rockefeller thing at the end of the movie intentionally to let us know that uh you know, we're aware Spider-Man's in the area and he's not in Hawkeye, so you're going to have to piece it together. Clearly something happened to Spider-Man within a year of the uh,
0: end of the movie. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll just say, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a fair assumption. (laughs) I'm not very well-versed in the New York area, but I'd imagine Hell's Kitchen is probably further from where spider-man is located right now um so to for to me regardless of regardless of daredevil being out of town or whatever it it's just to me it's a little unrealistic that spider-man wouldn't be here to swing in and just pop in and say what's up and help out yeah and there and it was funny because i'm sure The moment, there were a few moments in the episode that you were just like, oh, this is going to be perfect for him just to swing in right now. Yeah, just just kept waiting for it, waiting for it. Yeah, like they, it was almost (laughs) like they messed with us in a sense. Like they set it up, like when he jumped off the roof or wherever the, you know what I mean? There's a lot that happened, but he's basically hanging from the tree and yeah, it would have been just solid, him falling and getting scooped up or, they it also for Peter himself. It would have been a fantastic way to introduce him, reintroduce him to Clint, but also introduce him for the first time to Kate, because yeah. Kate didn't know who he was. So this would be starting fresh for him with her. And I, yeah. I, I, that was a missed opportunity for me. I, I wasn't as upset about Daredevil. I was definitely upset about Spider Man.
1: Um, I wonder if this is more of a lack of communication um, between the uh, writers of the shows, you know? Because I'm just thinking back to like. What if compared to Loki, um, because the the writers of What If didn't know that Kang was going to be the big bad for this arc, um, and that's why there were no references to Kang in What If, you know. So I wonder if it's a similar thing here, and that's why they didn't include Spider Man, just because they didn't they didn't know <laughs> the timing and how everything was going to line up in Spider Man. So, you know, I'm worried that that's what happened, but maybe it's something else. Maybe there was an alternate uh, cut. Um, deleted scene or something that has either daredevil spider-man or both in it that we just didn't get to see
0: sure know. yeah i'm i'm gonna chalk it up to real life issues happening and affecting this i'm gonna chalk it up to sony and disney agreeing that spider-man's only gonna be in x amount so of yeah, things sure. you know oh he's only gonna be in films he's only gonna be allowed let's say the around number three cameos for the MCU and then only two cameos for the Sony villain verse. You know what I mean? There might be some. As sad as that makes me, you're probably right. Yeah. I it's, hope I'm yeah. not right, but that that's just my guess that this is just, this chalks up to unfortunately our real world business practices bleeding into the MCU world. Uh, But what, but unfortunately it hurts us as fans because it kind of pulls us out of that whole breath of, you know, all oh, this is all happening in conjunction together and there's people in the area and they should be helping right now. But anyways, you know, aside from that, the reason why I loved this finale, the most, I think out of all the shows this year. Yeah. Maybe it was the timing of the season and it's Christmas and it was, it's just the finale was so fun to me. Like I plot wise, I enjoyed Loki more like Loki was more intriguing the finale. You know, he who remains Jonathan Majors crushed it, but all the moving parts of this finale and the excitement and the action set pieces, it was just really enjoyable for me. And I thought that it was the most fun and also visually looked like an MCU film where I have issues with the finale of WandaVision where Maybe it was to cut some cost, or it felt like some of the action and I know they were mixing more CGI. There's more realism going on on the Hawkeye end of things, but there are certain moments where some of the CGI and some of the things that were happening in the finale looked a little bit um, cheesy to me in a sense. Um, I did really enjoy the finale. There's a lot, like I said, there's different things going on. Obviously there's magic and whatever, but, I feel like production-wise this finale was in line excitement level to something you would get from a Marvel film. Sure. That's just that's just my opinion. Uh, it was and it was funny, you know, they had the LARPer people helping them out
1: mm-hmm.
0: why this whole battle was happening at Rockefeller Center that we're mentioning um, and also the dynamic of bringing in Yelena 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 the chemistry between her and Kate probably one of my favorite aspects of the show and something I'm looking forward to in the future. And I thought this, the scene when they're talking back and forth and she's trying to like get her to stop going to kill Clint and they're just going back and forth. I loved it. I thought it was so great. Um, it's just fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of fun stuff happening. I agree. Um, how did you feel about the plot twist with us uh, I honestly don't, I'm not sure about his uh his actual uh superhero name. It's either Swordsman or Swordmaster. It's one of those two. I don't remember. How did you feel about that?
0: You know, that was it was funny. It <laughs> I I get I guess I saw it coming uh from things I read online. And I do remember you mentioning, I believe it's swordmaster. You I remember you mentioning that. It's in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe we might get some sort of character development on this side maybe his the purpose of his character isn't to serve the show which it kind of was but that was definitely the funnest part of his character for the entire show I mean it was it was just it was great you know and it also kind of made it seem that him and Kate are going to be okay now like Kate's kind of warming up to him and yeah definitely yeah like it seemed at first he was going to be this maybe villain you know possibly a neutral guy but then really at the end of it 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 became clear he's probably going to be a good guy
1: yeah i mean they made it seem like he was like manipulating everybody and just (laughs) just uh trying to control everything and deceiving and and uh, i did not see it coming at all i feel stupid (laughs) no it was i should have
0: known they were making it way too obvious (laughs) no it, it it caught me and and i i Really enjoyed that character, I, and I didn't. I don't think I enjoyed him as much in the first half of the season, and something kind of just like shifted, and I really enjoyed the character in the last half. I loved him so, the whole time.
1: I, I thought like yeah. if they made him a villain, like I've seen him um, play a villain in others. Well, okay, one other show, uh, Better Call Saul. For anybody who right. hasn't seen it, amazing show. You should definitely watch it. Uh, it's a spinoff of Breaking Bad. For anybody who doesn't know. Um, But, you know, he was awesome in that show as a villain. I loved him uh, from what we've seen of him prior to the finale. Um, Like, he's just really good at just playing up uh, the villain role and just deceiving people. And just, you know, he's just, I I don't know. He's got the whole suave, debonair, like deceitful, bad guy thing going on. It's just, it just, he just pulls it off so well. Um, So, you know, we saw, like glimpses of him as a superhero as a good guy like fighting all the tracksuit um mafia people uh so cool. i haven't really gotten uh, enough of him in that role yet to decide how i feel about him as a good guy like that actor pulling it off because i i know he can play a villain really well so I, i'm i'm kind of waiting to see more of him uh, before i can decide because there was a uh, way too much going on in this episode to really uh, focus too much on that. So yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, uh, there, but yeah, I was definitely caught off guard by that reveal for sure. That was uh well done on them. I did not see that coming at all.
0: <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I, like I said, it, that was another aspect of the episode that I thought was just really fun. It was just very upbeat. Uh, and that's what I liked about it. Um,
1: so Yelena, there's a whole uh, chase scene between Yelena and Kate Bishop. Um, where Yelena's trying to kill Clint. You were talking about this briefly before, and Kate's just trying to chase after her and stop her, and they're just like talking. And you know, Yelena doesn't want to actually kill Kate Bishop. She's just trying to uh, you know, do what uh well, is she being paid to do it?
0: So not actually she,
1: sure. Yeah, she so was she told would... that Clint killed um Black Widow, but um Actually, are they all Black Widow No. I I don't actually know. I mean, she's a Black Widow. They're both Black Widow assassins, so I don't know if we should be calling her Black Widow anymore. Uh, Natasha. Right. Right. So she was told Clint killed Natasha, and that's why she wants to kill him. But I don't know if she was actually paid. I assume she was.
0: This is where I get confused. One of the aspects of the show and the continuity, because... The post-credit scene of Black Widow, we see Contessa Valentina Allegra, played by uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, who is supposed to be, you know, basically the opposite of Nick Fury. She's obviously putting together some sort of team. Me and you think it's the Thunderbolts. It's going to be basically a neutral team of people. Um, so originally, I had thought that Contessa hired ha- her, Because that's what had happened in the post credit scene. But then in this show, it shifts it. And then Kate Bishop's mom's the one who hires her. So it's almost as if she got, she was hired by two people to take Clint out. Yeah. No, I I remember that too. I'm not entirely sure um,
1: about who hired her or if they're working together or what. Right. But yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, I haven't given that much thought. I noticed it at the time, but I haven't really come back to it yet. So I'll have to, to look into that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she was she was told that Clint killed Natasha. Now she's trying to uh, kill Clint. Um, then there was the, so at the end of the chase scene, they jump out of the building uh, and then Kate jumps out of the building. She should not have survived that fall, but
0: uh or at the very least she should have broken both of her legs the way that she
1: landed but whatever
0: yeah um, even from sliding the uh her feet on the wall it's still that shouldn't have been that wouldn't have been enough to i mean because
1: she like the... she had she had like uh her bowers i don't know exactly what she was using to slow her uh fall she had like something like a, an extension of her bow or something that was like squeezing the rope to slow her descent but did not slow her very much. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, whatever. Um but I was just going to say that's that's uh, to me a reference to uh um to her first memory of Hawkeye when uh, he was fighting in the battle in New York and he jumped off the building and um although they already referenced that earlier uh when they like uh, the scene with the train and the the plunger um mm-hmm. I remember they like they also jumped off and uh did a hook shot maneuver there so maybe it's not a reference to that but at the same time uh that scene that I'm talking about they did that together like both of them jumped off and did the hook shot together um this was just her doing it on her own it wasn't the exact same maneuver but it's pretty similar so maybe this is like showing that she's growing into her own and she doesn't need Hawkeye to be with her holding her hand anymore she's becoming her own superhero um not really sure maybe I'm overthinking it but
0: (laughs) no I think that that is possibly some image like image that the directors chose I see that I see the first hook shot together and I see the second of her taking a leap of faith in a sense literally and figuratively so yeah I I, I'm with you on that I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it like that like it's 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 in showing that she's now not an Avenger but Independently on her way to become her full potential, um, I do want to mention one thing. When Clint jumps into the Rockefeller, famous Rockefeller Center tree, there's one thing that happened that I would like you to mention because you sent me the link and I hadn't I hadn't noticed. Because in my mind I was like, "What was the point of that?" I, I had liked I, I liked it, but so to give some perspective, if you haven't seen the episode yet clint falls into the tree and when he's in the tree he sees a friend and it's an owl the little owl colin can you shed some light on this owl for us you're gonna have to remind me <laughs> i was waiting to see where you were going with that i don't oh, remember so, sending you a link but maybe I it yeah so i this was probably over christmas uh but yeah so i guess the owl is a real owl in our real life and i I guess this was an Easter egg for just people that know the tree and know the area or something like that. I don't know. We'll dig. We'll I'll dig more on that and we'll we'll touch back on it. But I thought that was cool to plant like an Easter egg for something that's in our real life. You know, thought that was pretty cool because they're always planting Easter eggs for comic MCU related things. But they're, you know, I feel like they don't as much plant Easter eggs for like real life things. You know, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember sending you anything about the owl. Maybe someone else, maybe one of my other friends sent me a link about it. But anyways, I thought that was a really cool. Yeah, so the the so here's the Reddit link I have. So the the owl and Hawkeye season finale was a pretty sweet Easter egg. So, yeah, his name is Rocky, the tiny owl that was rescued from Rockefeller Center Christmas tree takes flight. Rocky, the tiny owl rescued from Rockefeller Center's Christmas tree, took flight after being treated at a wildlife rehabilitation facility. So, okay. this is a real. So that's owl. a real life owl.
1: Yep. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No, that was definitely not me that sent you that link.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was, I apologize to our viewers. That Uh-oh, was my friend. That was uh, that was the other person in my life i talked to uh about just as much marvel as i do colin so i i uh, was confused about that one but at least uh now colin knows that pretty sweet easter egg as well so that's really cool um all
1: right so there was a i guess before we continue this stuff near the end of the episode uh near the beginning you actually pointed this out um i I don't even remember seeing it but you mentioned there was a reference to dr strange
0: Yes. Is there a poster near the beginning. Ah, uh, can you refresh my memory on that one? Um, uh, right when we started talking, um,
1: like right at the beginning of the episode, you mentioned there was like a, a poster or something at the beginning of the episode. I didn't actually see it myself. Um, but you mentioned there was something, some reference to uh, Doctor Strange. I think it was at the like three or four minute mark. It was very early on.
0: Um, but oh. I guess we can
1: we can circle back to that.
0: I don't remember uh, talking about anything Dr. Strange related, but when it, that comes to the first thing that comes to mind when I think of like poster or image, I think of um, like Rogers, the musical being all over New York and in Spider-Man in the beginning of Spider-Man, I remember mentioning to you that when he's swinging with Zendaya in the beginning, there's a Rogers, the musical sign. Apparently, I, I've only seen the movies once so far, but that's what I read online that there's a Rogers right. musical in Times Square. It's a messenger, then. Which um, maybe proves that the two might be a little bit closer than we think, the two timelines. But I mean, then again, right? Uh, doesn't Broadway shows last like, years? So.
1: Okay um so we've got the the show going on in the background so that's why we're uh pausing occasionally here so mm-hmm. apologies for that
0: um yeah the the trick arrow scene is so cool there's so many different trick arrows that the, the needle one is so brutal
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i love that they show the uh
1: the process of making all the arrows yeah. Um, and it just, again, just reminds you, uh, you know, how much harder Clint has to work than all the other superheroes because he doesn't have any actual powers. He has to train and, you know, uh, he has to mend all of his own wounds and make all of his own arrows and just do all this stuff. And he just has to do so much work. So the fact that he retires, I mean, you, you really feel for him just because of you know all the stuff that he has to go through to to be able to keep up with the other Avengers.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And I didn't really think about that. And you're right. That's what this show did a fantastic job doing is spending enough time with Clint to give us that perspective of how, I'm just going to say it difficult. It is in comparison to, like you said, the other superheroes around him that have super strength and healing and et cetera. Yeah, it really gave the audience a better perspective of, what it takes to be Hawkeye. And I think with that created more of an appreciation for the character as well. So I think that's one of the strongest, the strongest things of this whole entire show was um, doing that for him. That, That gave the character, I feel more justice that it needed from, you know, being with him for so long as we have and really not getting as much development, you know, in a sense and they've been kind of uh you know uh
1: nodding at uh his uh the fact that he's just a human doesn't have any superpowers for for a long time like the earliest reference that i can remember is age of ultron uh when they had that back and forth exchange between him and uh quicksilver um and quicksilver is just like constantly making fun of him and calling him an old man and <laughs> mm-hmm. telling him to keep up and all that stuff it's just you know totally unfair because he has no superpowers but yeah they've been uh they've been doing that stuff for quite a while with Hawkeye um so I want to talk about Yelena briefly here sure um so I just I've really liked her character uh so she was introduced in um uh, Black Widow and to be honest I Kind of found her a little annoying <laughs> in uh, in Black Widow, uh, and I think a big part of that was just that she was constantly making fun of uh, Natasha's posing that she does whenever she um, you know enters enters a scene, whatever. It's just like it just kept coming back to that. It just got really annoying, and I just like did not like her. But um, in Hawkeye, I I feel like she's coming to her own. I like her a lot more now. Um, I like a lot of the exchanges that she's had with Kate Bishop and, um, you know, she's just kicking butt and, um, just, she's very intimidating, especially when she's going up against Kate Bishop. Like there's that scene where she, uh, where Kate Bishop, uh, comes back to her apartment and then she runs into Yelena and Yelena's just there eating macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and, uh, she's like, oh yeah, I definitely could have killed you the instant you came in the door, you'd be dead. Just, just like that. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's. I've definitely uh, enjoyed. um, I I apologize. I can't remember the actress's name, but I've really enjoyed her uh, portrayal of um, Elena in this a lot more than uh, a lot more than in Black Widow. So um, I wasn't sure how I felt about her at first, but now now I like her. (laughs) So,
0: her the actress's name is Florence Pugh, or Pugh. So P U G H, I believe, and I. Completely agree with you. I felt the writing wasn't as strong in Black Widow to begin with, but I agree that it certainly didn't give the character justice to what we were given from her performance, from the writing, and just some of the character development that we we, we got from Hawkeye. It was like night and day. I, I completely agree. I am uh, a pew. Uh, The way I looked it up. Pew pew. Yep. So Florence Pugh. uh, I'm with you. I really cannot wait to see more of her character. And I can't wait to see her bounce off the other characters. You know, new characters, returning characters that we know. I am going to go as far as saying that already, just from what we saw in Hawkeye, she has. And this is a difference because of the characters, not because of the, I'm not ripping the actress, but... She has more personality than Black Widow, than Natasha Romanoff. To me, she has more personality. Natasha oh, Romanoff, yeah. Like, Natasha, she had her personality, but in her own right, she was a little bit more dry. She was sarcastic, but then literal, uh, very serious, um, where, I feel like, her sister is definitely more comedic. Correct. Yeah, comedic and energetic energetic yeah it just feels better and I feel bad for saying that already but well I mean I I love both of them now
1: you know in in their own ways you know sure very different characters I I wouldn't say I like one more than the other I mean well okay I will say I still like Natasha better but that's I think that's largely because you know I'm still sad that she's gone and um you know I have years of memories of you know everything that she's um she's done in the marvel universe or the mcu um so i mean i still like her better but i think it's you know partially because of that so but yeah i think they're both great in their own ways
0: oh absolutely and when i say whatever i think is better in any way shape or form that is strictly my opinion and my opinion alone i know that everyone has their own (laughs) uh but for so far for me i black widow's wasn't as she wasn't one of those characters I enjoyed as much as everybody else. So I think my perspective, my opinion, it, it allows me to have like, like her more like the new, let's just say the new black widow more. Uh, Cause I also really like comedy and I feel like she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that said, I enjoyed the scene between her and Clint when they finally had their brawl and, um, he was finally able to convince her. Convince her that look, he tried. He 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 really tried killing himself and sacrificing himself over Natasha, but Natasha she was, was better. better than yeah, yeah. She was she was better than him, and he was the first to admit it. And I thought that that scene was excellent from both Jeremy and Florence, and mm-hmm. that was single-handedly probably one of my favorite moments of the whole finale.
1: Uh, so then we have the uh, the scene between um, Kingpin and Kate Bishop, um, just fighting. Uh, I forget what what is he trying to do? He's trying to uh, to get Kate Bishop's mom. He's trying to kill her, and Kate Bishop's trying to stop him. Um, and uh, I love that the first thing that happens, she just shoots him square in the chest with an arrow. Just looks down at it, pulls it out like it's nothing, <laughs> just throws it to the ground. That's just really. That's, I feel like that's intentionally done just to kind of like show you the power of Kingpin. Um, I'm sure he's got like body armor on or something, but I mean, it's, it's stuck in there. So, I mean, it had to, had to do some damage, but you know, he's Kingpin, he's pure muscle. He just shrugs it off. Um, and that, that is basically his power. So I remember a long time ago, I saw a cartoon with uh, Spider-Man and Kingpin um, and Kingpin was bragging about like how he's pure muscle. Like he's not, he's not fat. It's, it's all muscle. And it's like, you know, 600 pounds of pure muscle or something like that. And um, I mean, that's that's just who he is. You know, he's tall, powerful, all muscle. He doesn't actually have any superpowers. He's just a very, very, very strong person. Um, and that, uh, that first moment of that fight really uh, showcases that well, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the scene between Kate and the Kingpin was unexpected. I I really, I didn't think that was going to happen. And the way it went down, I enjoyed, I think it was a moment to show the audience, look, this is what Kate's all about. She, when tested, she has what it takes to come up against the likes of Kingpin, the likes of Kingpin, right? Yeah. And whoever is around as strong or as lesser of him, she can probably handle it. So mm-hmm. I think, it probably didn't serve him as much as it served her. But then again, the yeah. show's not about him. You know, the show's about her, more or less. So I, uh, I enjoyed that scene for her. But to put a cap on my thoughts on Kingpin itself, I will say that I was disappointed on where they left Kingpin because Kate, you know, overcomes, she ignites like all of her She flicks her ring or flicks the ring or the coin or something like that. uh, Clint taught her earlier in the season and she ignited like three or four arrows. Then it blew him up. And he kind of like, is knocked unconscious. So she won more or less. Right. She, she won the fight. Let's just say it. And now Kingpin is walking in an alley and he's trying to get out of there. And we haven't mentioned Maya yet, but Maya is also a huge part of Hawkeye. I think so. But where they leave the Kingpin, I feel was. It wasn't satisfying to me because it felt very. Like TV show cheesy where they do the shot where they like pull a gunshot and then they move the camera up and show the sky insinuating that. He was killed, but you don't actually see it. So there's the whole
1: question, is he actually gone or is he coming back? <laughs> Knowing that it's Kingpin, he's probably coming back, especially because um, they haven't had the chance yet to do a uh, Kingpin versus Daredevil fight. And speaking of Daredevil, uh, with that fight between Kate Bishop and Kingpin, that was another one where I was kind of disappointed. I was just really hoping Daredevil was just going to show up, help with the fight against Kingpin. But at the same time, I with this one, I completely understand why they didn't do it. Because um, they wanted to show uh, Kate Bishop fighting on her own, what she's capable of. They wanted to show her coming into her own, um, becoming her own superhero, uh, not needing the help of somebody else. So I understand why they didn't do it, but I still wanted it
0: <laughs> for sure. So I think you agree with me. Where they left Kingpin was not uh, as satisfying. I, I as... wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't say unsatisfying because you know for me i like mystery i like having questions and i like theorizing you know so that's going to be something that's going to stick with me for a while and i'm just going to constantly be looking for clues now and just seeing if uh kingpin's coming back and you know they love hiding easter eggs everywhere so that's going to get me looking for easter eggs for you know kingpin references to see if uh see if they're going to hint at him coming back um so i mean yeah i wanted to know what happened but at the same time i'm fine with not knowing I'm just wondering.
0: I suppose it's one of those things for me, like Infinity War, where there was an impact, but there wasn't as much of an impact because I was being realistic. I'm like, they just introduced Spider-Man. They just introduced Black Panther. They just introduced... I can give more examples. You know what I mean? There's no way that these people are dying. So there Mm -hmm. wasn't as much mystery around those people, but there was mystery... Around who really is going to come back and who's not, because there could have that that was up for a debate. But just in my perspective, I'm assuming he's coming back. Period. I am too, and so. I'm
1: going to predict when. And um, that's going to be the first episode of Echo. <laughs> I think they're going nice. to show that scene without zooming out the camera. <laughs> they're to show what actually happened as soon as the Echo Show starts, and uh, we'll see that Kingpin's actually still alive. Or maybe she shot him, think thought he died. Um, but you know, he's kingpin, pure muscle. He's he can take a hit, he can take a bullet, you know, he, you know, he ends up they she like walks away and then they zoom in on his face, he opens his eyes, something like that. So that's kind of what I'm predicting. Although it could yeah. just be because like, you know, he is Maya's uncle. So maybe she was planning on killing him, but then changed her mind at the last second and just like ends up shooting nearby him and then like gives him like a verbal warning, like, stay away from me or I'll, next time I won't miss, something like that. You know, so it could go either way. I'm predicting the latter because as much as she uh, hates him, he is basically family, and she doesn't really have any family left, especially with uh, the events of that finale. She's basically on her own now. Um, so, yeah, so I don't think she actually killed him. I think she chose to let him live and just gave him a warning. Or... or daredevil swooped in and (laughs) made her miss
0: there's that uh or he might have grabbed the gun Uh, Maybe. maybe maybe regardless that whole scenario that you mentioned fire the gun to the side and give him a warning like i said how many times have we seen that in you know television show or a movie television show right so i just (laughs) took just to me yeah yeah. just felt like one of those like really like come on guys like we know like he's so he's in it they wouldn't have gone through all this just to have him appear and disappear in one small show like that would have been great well
1: um maybe it's, it's very possible especially because of spider banks i mean you know, they went through this whole big effort of getting Andrew Garfield and Toby McGuire back. And um, uh, God, I'm sorry, I don't remember the uh, actor's names for the other, uh, for all the villains that they pulled back. Um, but with everybody that they pulled back after years um, of their uh, contracts, uh, not expiring, because I saw an interview where they were talking about like, um, how the contracts had like um, an optional clause something like that where they like could be brought back at a later date for you know for whatever reason um i'm assuming there was some renegotiation involved or whatever um and uh william defoe was talking about how this is like the he might have been joking but how this is like the longest uh use of the optional clause ever or something like that because spider-man one was uh 2002 (laughs) almost 20 years ago (laughs) and and uh, yeah, they brought him back. So I I don't know if we're actually going to see them again, you know, because the way that Spider-Man No Way Home ended, it doesn't seem like they're going to be coming back. So that's what makes me think maybe Kingpin is gone, you know, because Kingpin hasn't been um, gone nearly as long as Willem Dafoe and, and all the other villains and Toby and Andrew. And uh, it doesn't seem like we're going to be seeing them again. Maybe we will. Um, so if they're, willing to bring them back just for that one movie than bringing Kingpin back for two episodes of Hawkeye. It's not that far of a stretch, you know, it could, it could definitely be either way. So we'll have to see what happens. My prediction is he's still around. Um, but at the same time, that's like, so typical. And uh, you know, um, I, I feel like Marvel likes to keep us on our toes and keep us uh, guessing. So maybe they're actually going to kill him off um yeah you know throw another curveball
0: (laughs) yeah that would be insane but i also feel like there would be a lot of fan backlash because kingpin is a strong character he's a strong villain Mm -hmm. and especially in new york and based on where they land they landed peter i think finally we're gonna get you know spider-man new york that for me personally aside from homecoming ish that's what's been missing from the let's call it the cup, com- the home trilogy of spider-man that was the biggest difference for me of the previous two trilogies from garfield and toby that there we really weren't in new york as much he really wasn't spider-man new york that we always are familiar with and we know and that's where i feel like they landed him at the end of no way home like the, now he's going to be the spider-man we know in new york taking care of new york protecting new york he has his little apartment jump out of his window he's got his cop radar figuring out where all the crimes happening so he's i, I feel like he's now here to be the peter parker be the spider-man that we've always known to protect new york city um hold um, on just a second before you continue uh-huh. that thought yeah um
1: yeah. so like i said we have the episode going on in the background can you pause it when it does uh, zooms in yep. on the
0: watch there for sure super important just yeah whenever it zooms in yeah, I'll wrap up my thought really quick. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, sure. I, 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 I think that I, I, that would be a huge curveball. I agree with you uh, to just kill him off like that. But it also takes away from a lot of potential and a lot of big story and character beats that can happen in the future. So I think it does more disservice for the MCU removing him than it does keeping him in. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. So my thoughts
1: on that, um, while it would definitely be cool to have him around, there are plenty of other villains to work with. And in my mind, at least Kingpin has already served his purpose. Um, He was there because, you know, anybody who's watched the Daredevil show, they know what he's all about. They know how powerful he is. And it was obviously showcased very well in that scene with Kate Bishop, but he was basically used in the same way that, uh, you know, Hulk is used a lot. He's there to show how powerful somebody else is like uh in that scene where uh hulk fought thanos thanos completely destroyed him and he didn't even use any of the powers of the infinity gauntlet um and i was just using hulk to show how powerful thanos is in the same way that they used King, uh kingpin to show how how uh well not powerful but how uh capable <laughs> i guess Kate bishop is mm-hmm. um so you know he has set up Kate Bishop. He's helped Kate Bishop come into her own. So he's been used successfully in that way, and he's also helped introduce Echo, right? Because we know mm-hmm. we know who Echo is because of him. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, we obviously have the Echo show coming. So you know he's he's helped set up Echo and Kate Bishop, and I guess he's helped hint a little bit at Daredevil, but. You know, obviously, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home helped with that as well. So, I don't, I don't think we need him anymore. It would be cool to have him around, but he's he's served his purpose in my mind. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to see, we'll have to see what they do.
0: I agree. I when you put it that way, his presence really was there to serve everybody else. And I think the big one you mentioned was Maya because as of now, Echo, Maya has a show and Kingpin doesn't. (laughs) So clearly there's plans to expand and spend more time with her versus him. So I'm with you on that. Uh, So closing out the episode and closing out our thoughts on the finale, we're gonna now go into like the final moments of it And just to give a full, before we dive into deep dive into the big thing that happened from compared to the other finales, I think another reason why I like this finale is because it ended on a good page. Like it ended on like a, like a wholehearted, very nice, like, you know, Kate's here. She, he brought her in with his, with his family for Christmas. He's safe. He's back. It just felt really good. It felt Mm -hmm. really fulfilling where. Wanda's kind of ended mixed. And you know, Loki's, we already know that was not that was that was intense. Not a complete disaster. Yeah, complete (laughs) disaster. Um, and you know, Falcon Winter Soldier. The finale wasn't as strong to me either. Um, so this was just really satisfying for me. Uh, especially at the end, it was just it just felt it felt good like I was I felt really connected to Kate and I felt more connected to Clint and that's why I felt like this show itself regardless of anyone's thoughts and overall opinions I feel this the purpose of the show and what it was meant to do and what it was meant to serve they nailed it they knocked it out of the park
1: yeah definitely I agree um, and you and I have been talking about Hawkeye for, you know, a little while now, uh, this is only our second episode, but, uh, we have had some, some practice episodes, just getting used to the podcasting format before this. And we did talk about Hawkeye before. Um, and one of the things that I, I mentioned a couple of times is that more than anything in this show, I just wanted, uh, Clint to have a happy ending and have a Merry Christmas with his family. So I'm really glad that, that he was able to do that, um, he didn't get the, uh, the entire uh, uh, thing that he wanted. You know. In the first episode, they were talking about how this uh, was going to be the best uh, uh, Barton holiday ever. And they were talking about what they were going to do every single day and they had all these plans, movie marathon, um, all these things they wanted to do. Um, so he didn't get to do any of that, but at least <laughs> he gets to spend Christmas with his family, made it back in time. Um, so that made me really happy. <laughs> I would have been very angry if he <laughs> missed Christmas after everything he's going through. Um, so anyway, yeah, agree. I, I think I'm in a really good place. Uh, this was one of my uh, one of my favorite shows that they've done so far. I mean, there haven't been that many, so it's not really saying a lot. But um, but yeah. So now now we can talk about uh, the uh, big reveal. I think. At the end, um, do you want to uh, play the uh, video and try to zoom in on the watch there?
0: Sure. So I think it's probably best that you take the lead on this one because you have more. Either um... right, you'll pause it? Yep. There.
1: Okay. Yep. I, I didn't remember for sure, but now that I'm seeing it again, they definitely show. Uh, so they've been talking about the watch in the Hawkeye episodes ever since I think the first episode. Yeah, they talked about it in the first episode. It's been coming up um, again and again since then. So the watch, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's basically like a tracking device. Um, and uh, Clint's wife used it to keep track of his location, essentially.
0: Right. So my assumption was this was her watch that she wore when she was an agent. And then she gave it to him to hold on to. Like you said, so she could track him and know where his location is. So he well, I wore thought, it, I thought the and he watch had it, and was able to track it. And there was like a
1: homing device, uh, like implanted, like under under Clint's skin somewhere. At least that was my understanding of the watch. Maybe I misunderstood that though.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure because this was like a plot thread up. in the earlier part portion of the season. Uh, But what I remember was that this was a watch that he was wearing and he left it at Avengers Compound when it was destroyed. And he thought it was destroyed in, you know, the events of Endgame, but then someone recovered it.
1: Right. Um, Well, yeah, so I don't I don't fully remember uh, the purpose of the watch. Trying to look it up, not getting a great answer right away, but uh, we can circle back to that, but. The important thing about this watch, as um, you see on the end of it, so it's, it's clearly his wife's watch uh, because it shows a, a symbol of uh, shield. And obviously Clint was part of shield, but it also shows the number 19. And uh, that reveals that uh, it belonged to Agent 19, also known as Mockingbird. Um, and that is not Clint's call sign. So, uh, so it's clearly not his watch, it's her watch. And that means that she was Mockingbird. Um, which a lot of people who were uh, fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were really disappointed with that because uh, Mockingbird was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was definitely not Clint's wife. Um, Hawkeye was not in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at any time. And just given the timeline of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I I don't fully remember how it lines up with everything. Um, So maybe it's possible that uh, it's the um, the same character. From agents of shield maybe she had like um you know a face transplant or whatever got her identity um got her identity changed and somehow hawkeye and her interacted and fell in love and got married and whatever maybe that's what happened but i think more likely than not since it's a different actress and uh it seems to be a completely different story um, than the uh, the Mockingbird from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think more than likely they're basically just saying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not canon, um, which is, uh, I think, a big letdown for a lot of people, myself included. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what seems to be the case here. I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to see. Maybe there will be a reveal later on that shows that they are the same person and somehow, somehow they're able to tie the stories together. But just based on what I remember from the show and... Um, the reveal here and what we've seen of uh, her character uh, throughout the MCU, which is not a lot, um, it does seem like a totally different character. So, yeah, let's we'll see what what happens. So I, it was cool, but also very disappointing.
0: <laughs> sure, I I read that the Mockingbird character that is in Agents of Shield is actually not only is it a different actress, but it's it's actually a different character different person than Laura Barton. So that's another, I could be wrong. I I read about this very briefly after the finale dropped, but that's what I kind of remember that allegedly it's a, it's a completely different character as well in A's and the shield then. So I, to me, they're just shifting the alias of mockingbird from one person to another person for the MCU. That's just my assumption. Yeah. But this was, yeah, this was a huge, this was huge news because I'm not an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. I admittedly haven't seen it, but I have been really intrigued since the Sony, Fox, everything. the huge, All the deals happened the past few years. I've been curious to see where this pans out for the Hulu shows, the Netflix shows, the ABC shows. And Hawkeye, to me, canonized the Netflix shows and then Nolan voided Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep, we'll have to see
1: what happens. Um, and yeah, like you said, the uh, the two versions of Agents, Agent 19, um, the characters have a different name. So in the MCU, it's Laura Barton. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's uh, uh, Bobby Morse, I think. Got it. Yeah, Barbara, that's, that's Barbara Morse, Bobby Morse. um so yeah so very different characters maybe there's something going on that explains it because they never uh outright come out and call either of them mockingbird i don't think so it could just be that uh that laura was agent 19 in the past and then she retired and uh, for whatever reason bobby took up the mantle of agent 19 after the fact so that could be what happens not really clear right now, but yeah. yeah, We'll see what happen. Um But yeah, I think that was it. Was there anything else after this? That was pretty much the end of it, right?
0: Yeah, that was it. We didn't get any post-credit scene. Uh, well, we did. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they did. And I could be wrong, but I have an assumption that this bit at the post-credit bit, which was Happy Holidays from Marvel Studios. And it was the full ensemble, the full play or the full performance of the song we heard. I can do this all day from the first episode. Now, my assumption is that once the first episode aired, you know, the fan reception was extremely positive on this Rogers, the musical concept that, people were demanding that Disney adapted this for real. So to me, maybe this is a stretch, but in the past five weeks since the premiere, Disney gathered resources, gathered people they could put on a show and did this for the fans. Like this, I, to me, this I took this as straight fan service for the holidays. Like, here you go, here's a treat from us we did what you guys wanted, you know, what you guys been asking for. And uh, here's a full live version of, I can do this all day. I mean, <laughs> as, as, uh, as great
1: as that would be, I don't see it happening. Um, but who knows? I could be wrong.
0: Um, that they didn't, that there's, there's no way they filmed this in the past five weeks. Well, no, I, uh,
1: I'm sorry, maybe I missed part of what you were saying. I was saying I don't think there's gonna be an actual like full uh, live action one like, uh, you know, with actual like stage performance that people can go and see like I don't I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: Was that not what you were saying? Oh, uh, no, I was saying that you know, people were demanding that, and I agree I don't think Disney's gonna do that either. That's why I think they did this in the past like five weeks to um. just give the fan service, hey, this is our treat from us because, you know, you guys wanted like at least a full mm-hmm. version of this performance. I that is I, I, I don't,
1: also. I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, when they did that first scene or one of the first scenes in Hawkeye, um, the first episode, um, I think that was just one of the takes that they did, you know, cause they, they got multiple cameras rolling. Uh, some of the cameras were focusing on Clint some were focused on the stage. I think they just, you know, took the uh, one of the takes from there and just showed us the full thing instead of just a portion of it like they did in the first episode. so, Got it. I, yeah, I don't think they did, maybe, maybe, but it it seems like it wasn't necessary because they most likely already had the recording because um, it wasn't that much longer than the original. Um, scene from the first episode, maybe a minute or two longer. So <laughs> that, that's my take, at least. But uh, they have been very good at the uh, um, fan service and actually listening to what people want, um, which is awesome you know it doesn't doesn't happen a lot um uh you know a lot of franchises don't necessarily care they think they know what's best they're not going to listen to the fans but they have been doing a very good job at listening to the fans you know they gave us toby and andrew which is massive um Mm -hmm. and of course all the villains that came back and now they brought kingpin back and they're just you know they're just doing such a great job of giving the fans what they want so um yeah it is very possible that they uh, filmed it over the past five weeks i just i just don't think they did because they probably already had it um they already probably had a working version they didn't need to film it because um yeah just because that uh, that really in the first episode um anyway so yeah that's uh that's hawkeye that's all of our uh, thoughts on it. Pretty much, uh, we didn't uh, in this episode talk about the early episodes too much. Um, we just wanted to go over the finale here, just because of the timing of when our uh, podcast started. Uh, like I said before, we have talked about the earlier episodes before, um, and if if anybody is interested, we can uh, potentially upload those. Uh, you know, just uh, reach out to us, let us know. Um, we have like six or seven episodes that we recorded before our uh, official episode one debut. So um, anyway, that's, that's all I had to uh, talk about in this episode.
0: Yeah. That's all. Nope. That's all I have, Colin. And uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think they knocked it out of the park. So thank you so much for joining us today. This was our, breakdown analysis opinions on the hawkeye finale next week we will be reflecting on the year of 2021 the first year of phase four giving kind of a summary breakdown of of the year itself but also what the beginning of phase four means for the rest of the mcu and we'll be covering you know The grand scheme of everything, the big picture. So it's going to be a really exciting episode and I can't wait for it. Make sure you tune in next week for that. We will be back to our regular time on Sunday. So we should be able to post it that Sunday, uh, which would be the second. And if not, at the latest, we'll have the episode posted on the third. So next week, we will be back to our regular timing of um, recording and posting our episode on Sunday.
1: We didn't mention this at the beginning, but we're still having uh, technical difficulties with Anchor. Um, For anybody who's uh, trying to record podcasts on on the PC with more than one person, uh, you probably know what we're talking about. Um, If you try to send an invite to somebody, it just doesn't work. So we're uh, trying to work with Anchor support to get that resolved. For uh, for now, we're just recording with Zoom, (laughs) which is uh, not really what we had planned originally. So we're working on getting it fixed, but uh, it's definitely a lot better than last week when we were recording on our phones. Um, so hopefully the audio is uh, much improved now. As soon as I uh, started talking about technical difficulties, Mike's internet died. So <laughs> we had to uh, take a break there for a couple minutes. minutes. Uh, we're back up and running for the last 10 seconds of this episode. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Um, Mike mentioned what we're doing next time. So, uh, Hope you guys join us then
0: Um, till then have a great week. Yes. Thanks again so much for joining us and have a great week.